In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, greetings from All Saints Episcopal Church in Fort Worth. We, the Church, still gather for worship, but cannot do that face-to-face for the time being. Rather, we will worship as we are able. And I thought we would use the booklet we had prepared for this Sunday's Eucharist. To access the service booklet, click the link below. We can't do Holy Communion, but we can do what is called the Liturgy of the Word. That means the Eucharist up through the peace. Again, to fully participate with the responses and so on, you will need the booklet. We begin on page 3. Bless the Lord who forgiveth all our sins. His mercy endureth forever. Hear what our Lord Jesus Christ saith. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Seeing that we have a great high priest that has passed into the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us. Spare thou those who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of His Holy Spirit. Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Let us pray. Almighty God, who seest that we have no power of ourselves to help ourselves, keep us both outwardly in our bodies and inwardly in our souls, that we may be defended from all adversities which may happen to the body and from all evil thoughts which may assault and hurt the soul. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of Exodus. All the congregation of the people of Israel moved on from the wilderness of sin by stages, according to the commandment of the Lord, and camped at Rephidim. But there was no water for the people to drink. Therefore the people found fault with Moses and said, Give us water to drink. And Moses said to them, Why do you find fault with me? Why do you put the Lord to the proof? But the people thirsted there for water. And the people murmured against Moses and said, Why did you bring us up out of Egypt to kill us and our children and our cattle with thirst? So Moses cried to the Lord, 
What shall I do with these people? They're almost ready to stone me. And the Lord said to Moses, Pass on before the people, taking with you some of the elders of Israel, and take in your hand the rod which you struck the Nile with, and go. Behold, I will stand before you there on the rock at Horeb, and you shall strike the rock, and water shall come out of it, that the people may drink. And Moses did so, in the sight of the elders of Israel. And he called the name of the place Massah and Meribah, because of the fault-finding of the children of Israel, and because they put the Lord to the proof by saying, Is the Lord among us or not? The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us recite together the gradual psalm, Psalm 95. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For He is our God, and we are the people of His pasture and the sheep of His hand. Oh, that today you would hearken to His voice. Harden not your hearts as your forebears did in the wilderness, at Meribah and on that day at Massah when they tempted me. They put me to the test, though they had seen my works. Forty years long I detested that generation and said, This people are wayward in their hearts. They do not know my ways. So I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter into my rest. A reading from the letter of Paul to the Romans. Therefore, since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him we have obtained access to this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in our hope of sharing the glory of God. More than that, we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not disappoint us, because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, which He has given to us. While we were still weak, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. Why, one will hardly die for a righteous man, though perhaps for a good man one will dare even to die. But God shows His love for us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Since, therefore, we are now justified by His blood, much more shall we be saved by Him from the wrath of God. For if, while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of His Son, much more, now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by His life. Not only so, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received our reconciliation. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Shepherd of souls, refresh and bless thy chosen pilgrim flock with manna in the wilderness, with water from the rock. We would not live by bread alone, but by thy word of grace, in strength of which we travel on to our abiding place. Be known to us in breaking bread, and do not then depart. Savior, abide with us and spread thy table in our heart. Lord, sup with us in love divine, thy body and thy blood, that living bread, that heavenly wine, be our immortal food. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Glory be to thee, O Lord. Jesus came to a city of Samaria called Sychar, near the field that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, 
And so Jesus, wearied as he was with his journey, sat down beside the well. It was about the sixth hour. There came a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask a drink of me, a woman of Samaria? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God, and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well, and drank from it himself and his sons and his cattle? Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. The water that I shall give him will become in him a spring of water, welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water that I may not thirst, nor come here to draw. Jesus said to her, Go, call your husband and come here. The woman answered him, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You are right in saying I have no husband. For you have had five husbands, and he whom you now have is not your husband. This you said truly. The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, and you say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For such the Father seeks to worship Him. God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to Him, I know that the Messiah is coming, He who is called Christ. When He comes, He will show us all things. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. The woman ran into the city and said to them, Come, see a man who told me all that I ever did. Can this be the Christ? So many of the city were coming to him. Many Samaritans from that city believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me that all I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with them. And he stayed there two days. And many more believed because of his word. They said to the woman, It is no longer because of your words that we believe, for we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this is indeed the Savior of the world. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise be to thee, O Christ. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, I was not scheduled to preach today, nor was I scheduled to do a podcast. Indeed, I've never before even listened to a podcast. But I do have a word to share with you about the lessons and prayers that were chosen for today's Sunday Eucharist. The lessons and prayers for today were not chosen with coronavirus in mind. No, they were set many decades, even centuries beforehand. Yet, how apropos they are. In the opening prayer, for example, we prayed, Almighty God, who seest that we have no power of ourselves to help ourselves, Keep us outwardly in our bodies and inwardly in our souls, 
that we may be defended from all adversities which may happen to the body and from all evil thoughts which may assault and hurt the soul. In the end, in reality, we are utterly, completely dependent upon God. We do what we can do while trusting that God will provide. That is what we pray. That is what we believe. Then we heard from the book of Exodus how the people of Israel are in dire need of water in the wilderness. The situation is so ominous that the people question if God really cares, if God is even aware of their predicament, because it sure doesn't feel like it. Over and again they cry, Is the Lord among us, or is He not? Yet, yet, in their life-threatening situation, an entire people out in the desert with no water, the Lord is called upon and the Lord provides. The Lord provides. He always has. Even in the face of peril, especially in the face of peril, the Lord provides. Remember that. Trust that. Live that. We continue with the Nicene Creed on page 7. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, he is worshipped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. We continue with the prayers of the people found on page 8. Let us pray for the whole state of Christ's church in the world. Almighty and ever-living God, who in thy holy word hast taught us to make prayers and supplications and to give thanks for all men, receive these our prayers which we offer unto thy divine majesty, beseeching thee to inspire continually the universal church with the spirit of truth, unity, and concord. And grant that all those who do confess thy holy name may agree in the truth of thy holy word and live in unity and godly love. Give grace, O Heavenly Father, to all bishops and other ministers, especially Justin the Archbishop of Canterbury, Michael our presiding bishop, and Scott our bishop, that they may both by their life and doctrine set forth thy true and lively word and rightly and duly administer thy holy sacraments. In the Universal Church, we pray for Father Ogacho, Clara Sabuto, and the girls and staff of Amazing Grace in Kenya. In the Diocese of Fort Worth, we pray for Trinity 
Church in Henrietta, St. Mary's in Hillsboro, St. Albans in Hubbard, and in All Saints Episcopal School for our clergy, Father Thornley and Mother Walters, and especially her husband, Father Pace. And to all thy people give thy heavenly grace, and especially to this congregation here present, that with meek heart and due reverence they may hear and receive thy holy word, truly serving thee in holiness and righteousness all the days of their life. We beseech thee also so to rule the hearts of those who bear the authority of government in this and every land, especially President Trump, Governor Abbott, and Mayor Price, that they may be led to wise decisions and right actions for the welfare and peace of the world. Open, O Lord, the eyes of all people to behold thy gracious hand in all thy works, that rejoicing in thy whole creation they may honor thee with their substance and be faithful stewards of thy bounty. And we most humbly beseech thee of thy goodness, O Lord, to comfort and succor all those who in this transitory life are in trouble, sorrow, need, sickness, or any other adversity, remembering especially all those whose lives are threatened by the coronavirus epidemic. And we also bless thy holy name for all thy servants departed this life in thy faith and fear, beseeching thee to grant them continual growth in thy love and service, remembering especially Jenny White, Boyd Cooper, Jerry Trainum Jr., Thomas McGinley, Ruby Owings, Norma Rawson, Lacey Johnson, Mildred DeRoche, John Kirkland, Stephanie Ramsden, Betty Brooks, Claudine Lyle, Crystal Roberts, Bo Body, Robert Horn, Jim Waits. And to grant us grace so to follow the good examples of the ever-blessed Virgin Mary and of all thy saints, that with them we may be partakers of thy heavenly kingdom. Grant these our prayers, O Father, for Jesus Christ's sake, our only mediator and advocate. Amen. The peace of the Lord be always with you. I do have a few announcements for the time being, at least for the next two weeks. There will be no services at the church building. That includes Sunday Eucharists, the daily Eucharist, morning and evening prayer, evensong, and Stations of the Cross. Also, for the time being, the church office will be open Monday through Saturday as usual. However, all gatherings and meetings in the church building are canceled or postponed. That includes AA, Al-Anon, Career Search Network, St. Anne's Guild, the Wednesday Bible Study, Sacred Mamas, Choir Rehearsal, and so on. Although the church building is closed, it is not the case that the church is closed. Why? Because the church is not the building. The church is you. Y'all, as we say in Texas, y'all are the church, and y'all are not closed. We continue to be the church, but must be the church in a different way for the time being. In this morning's New York Times, I read an opinion piece by Dr. Esau McCauley. In it, he writes, Heroic virtue comes in small actions as much as in large ones. Part of the Christian message is, that God comes to us in ways that defy our expectations. The all-powerful empties himself of power to become a child. Jesus as king does not conquer his enemies through violence. He converts them to his cause by meeting violence 
with sacrificial love. He continues, The church's absence, its literal emptying, can function as a symbol of its trust in God's ability to meet us regardless of the location. The church remains the church, whether gathered or scattered. It might also indirectly remind us of the gift of gathering that we too often take for granted. Again, that was from Dr. Macaulay in today's New York Times opinion article entitled The Christian Response to the Coronavirus, Stay Home. And now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The peace of God, which passeth all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of His Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost be amongst you and remain with you always. Amen. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Thanks be to God.